Transformation Center. This weekend, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit and a making great life. Westover, we have a mission statement. It's making new and making great. If you haven't been here very long, you're going to hear this. Making new and making great. Making new is what Jesus did for us. Making new is salvation. It's what the Scripture says in 2, Chron- uh, excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17, that because of Jesus, we're a new person. Our old life passes away, and behold, all things become new. Salvation, salvation is in Jesus. Forgiveness of sin, it's in Jesus. Jesus hung on the cross. He brings re- redemption to our life. When we call upon the name of Jesus and repent of our sins, we have eternal life through Jesus. We call that making new. But God has something more for us beyond that. And that is while we're here, before we get to heaven, God intends that we live a making great life. God doesn't want us to live the up and down, you know, just barely getting by and struggling that we're on our way to heaven, but we feel like we're just, we're living the worst life ever, depressed, beat down, discouraged, conflict in the home, battles going on in our emotions around us at work, etc. God intends that we live a making great life. The Holy Spirit's job description, His assignment for us, is to lead every one of us in a making great life. Many of us have just enough of God that we're going to make it to heaven. And I'm glad I celebrate you've had a making new experience. But we don't have the making great experience. You cannot describe your life, your career, your marriage, your home, how you feel about yourself, your emotions, your experiences life as making great. You feel like that you, you're just you're enduring life all the time. God has something more for you. And the Holy Spirit is how we obtain that. I'm going to have them show us on the screen in just a moment a TV commercial. I would dare say most of us in here have seen this commercial. Now, I'm not promoting a product. But when I saw this commercial, I said, that's what the Holy Spirit, that, 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 that just describes the Holy Spirit, and that describes how many believers perceive how God is. Just l- look at the TV commercial, and I'll, and I'll share with you about it in a moment. I'm not a security guard. I'm a security monitor. I only notify people if there's a robbery. There's a robbery. (laughs) Why monitor a problem if you don't fix it? Here it is. The Holy Spirit is not to just monitor. He's here to fix your problems. Some of us, our idea of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit comes in and just tells me when I messed up. It's your conscience, you think. Oh, I feel bad. I messed up. I made the wrong decision. I, I blew it. I, I, I let my temper get the best. I made the wrong choice. I got myself in a mess. I spent myself into debt and I've got problems. Out. And I took the wrong job. I should have kept my own job. And I, was, I acted selfishly. I reacted to my kids. I reacted to my wife. And we think the Holy Spirit just comes in to make you feel bad about the mess you already made. No, the Holy Spirit is here to fix the problems in our life, to help us live a making great life. That's what God intends for every one of us. With that in mind, I'm going to ask us four questions. Four questions. Just answer this in your mind. Four areas have you experienced? Have you personally led somebody to Jesus Christ? I'm not talking about it in an altar. I'm talking about it at work, a family member, a neighbor, some personally led somebody to faith in Jesus Christ. 
Question number two. Have you ever prayed for somebody and God miraculously healed them? That you have seen demonstrated the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God in your life. I'm not talking you pray for somebody and a half a bottle of Tylenol later and four days later their headache's gone. I'm talking about you pray for them, God touches them, and they're instantly healed. They're instantly healed. And the doctor said something well, we must have misdiagnosed that then. And there was a lab mistake. or They're trying to scramble to explain because there is no explanation. It's a divine healing moment. Have you, have, you ever, have you ever prayed for somebody for them to receive deliverance or a deliverance in your life? From, from depression, from insecurity, from mistrust, from, from lust, from hate, from anger, from rage, all, all the stuff that we deal with, addictions in life. Have you ever prayed and God miraculously took away the appetite, the earth, the, the need, the, the tendency, the, the habit in your life, just freed you from it by the power of God? Question number four. <laughs> Have you ever been in a worship service or been with your Bible, had a private moment, and you're worshiping and all of a sudden the presence of God just washes over you? And you could just sense all the tensions and the knots on the inside just leave you. And you just sense the presence of the Lord. And you went from profound confusion to the most serene peace you ever knew. That when you're worshiping, tears just fill your eyes. And it just, it's, like, it's like all of a sudden you've left the room and you're in a, just a throne room with God. Have you ever opened your Bible and just felt like the Holy Spirit pulled the ink off of the page and put it in your heart? And you knew it was a promise of God. And at that moment it changed your perspective on, on life or the situation you were encountering. Can I tell you, that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what God wants to do for every one of us. That is the job description of the Holy Spirit. He wants to lead us in a making great life. With that, I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bible. We have these notes on the Westover app as well. But I just want to look at what does the Bible say, what does the Bible say happens when people are filled with the Holy Spirit. What does the Bible say? Some of you have looked online, but I'm going to take you what the Bible says happens when people are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to go to Acts chapter 2. Jesus tells a group of believers after he is resurrected from the grave, he's about to ascend into heaven. He said, you go to Jerusalem and you wait and you stay there and you're going to know when it happens. Well, what is going to happen? Jesus said, they asked Jesus, what is it? He said, you're going to know it. And when you know it, you'll know what to do. And they go in an upper room. And the Bible says after some days this happened. Verse number 4 of Acts chapter 2. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What happened to them? Jesus said, you're going to be filled. You're going to know it. The Spirit's going to come upon you. And what happens is they spoke in tongues. Acts chapter 10. Verse number 44 and following. Here's another incidence in, in, instance in the New Testament. The Bible says, And Peter was yet speaking these words. The Holy Spirit came upon all who heard the message. Believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles. How do we know the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the Gentiles? He answers it in the very next verse. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. That's how we know the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon them. Acts chapter 19. 
The Apostle Paul goes to a place called Ephesus, the church at Ephesus, from which we get the book of Ephesians and the New Testament. And he asked these believers, they love Jesus, they've had a making new experience, they love God. He said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? They said, what, what, what do you mean, receive the Holy Spirit? We know about Jesus and we've received him, but we haven't heard anything about the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that he laid hands on them, Acts chapter 19, verse number 6, and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied what is the reoccurring thing that happens every time that people are filled with the holy spirit the bible is telling us they speak with tongues matthew chapter 16 verse number 17 the words of jesus jesus is going to say and these signs will accompany those who believe you're a believer you're a believer after you become a believer after you've had a making new experience what can happen and then my name you can drive out devils and you will speak in a new tongue in new tongues right there it is again in first corinthians chapter number 14 verse number two it says for anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men it's not a conversation to have with your mother-in-law, with your co-worker. It's not a conversation you even have with your spouse, your kids. It's a language that you're speaking to God. You don't know the language. It's a, it's a heavenly language. They do not speak to uh, people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them for they utter mysteries by the Spirit. Mysteries by the Spirit. Same chapter, verse number 18, 1 Corinthians 14. He, the Apostle Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. What is the one thing I wanted you to catch in all of these instances? The Bible is saying that believers, believers have the privilege of being filled with the Holy Spirit. What's the evidence when they're filled? They speak with tongues. It's not a language they learn. They didn't go to school. It's not a, you wasn't taught you in grammar school. It's not something that God zaps you and you speak it all the time. No, you speak it primarily in worship unto the Lord. It comes out of you. And you're not to communicate with others. This is a special earth to heaven communication from my heart and my spirit to God. And every believer here has the privilege and the right to ask Jesus to fill them with the Holy Spirit and to be filled with the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and have the power to live the maximized life that God intended for us. And the infilling of the Holy Spirit brings us into what I'm going to call that maximized, that supernatural life. And real quickly, I want to share with you four benefits why you and I should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Four benefits the Bible identifies. There's actually many but I'm going to talk about four today, why believers should be filled with the Holy Spirit. The first one is the availability of the Holy Spirit. That's the benefit, the availability of the Holy Spirit. It's found in Acts chapter 2, verse number 38 and 39. Listen to what the Scripture says. It says of those who spoke in tongues that first day in the day of Pentecost, and it says, And you will receive the gift of the Spirit, for the promise is to you, to your children, all who are far off. That's you and I. That's Texas. That's Texas. That reaches all the way from Jerusalem to Texas. All whom the Lord our God will call. If you've answered the call of salvation, you have the privilege of being filled. The availability of the Holy Spirit, it's available to you and I. The Holy Spirit real-time experience in our life is available. Have you ever gone shopping online or in a store and you ask for something well and they say it's not available they have the sample there i want that oh, we don't have it 
Well, you know, well, why do you have the sample out? Or you go online and it says it's not available. Can I tell you, the hurricane came in this past week. Oh, the hurricane came in this past week. It's been on the news. We've been talking about it. We've been wondering. It's been the conversation of people throughout South Texas here in San Antonio. We've been talking about it all, all week long. We've been talking about the hurricane. Denise waits till Friday, late Friday evening to go to the grocery store. We've been talking about the hurricane all week long. And she tells me Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon, well, I better go to the grocery store and pick up all the stuff we need. She goes to the grocery store, and there's no bread. <laughs> she came back and said, the shelves are empty. They're not about the shelves. Are, they're, they're empty. Yeah, everybody went and got it in a timely fashion. People from Corpus came up and bought our groceries. Everybody is getting their groceries. You go Friday evening, and she said, there's no bread. And I think, then then what God intends is for us to have homemade bread. <laughs> ah! God, God has, it's, I'm not in response. God, God has chosen. Oh, the thought of homemade bread baking in the oven. And I got to think, wow, we have some apple butter in the refrigerator. I'll anoint that homemade bread and I'll eat it. Thank you, Jesus God, you're in control. <laughs> we didn't get homemade bread. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we didn't get any homemade bread. I'm telling you, God is available. God never shuts down, and he never shuts you out. God is always available in real time. What am I saying? When you're in the middle of the night, when your heart is broken, when you, you get the worst phone call, the worst email, when you have that moment and you had conflict with your teenager, or your son or your daughter, or you hear this from the boss and you check the bank account, something came up financially that you couldn't deal with. When you're, when you're in the waiting room of, an, of, a, of a hospital waiting for surgery results, in any situation, in real time, the Holy Spirit is available. We can move from English and Spanish and we can begin to pray in the Spirit. We just begin to pray in the Spirit instantly. When I pray in the Spirit, I lose what my mind thinks and my logic and my opinions and, and my closed-mindedness. My emotions are not involved. I'm not, I'm not controlling it by how I feel at the moment. I bypass all of that and my spirit connects with God and I hear from heaven and he's available 24-7 to spirit-filled believers. That's what I want to share with you is the availability of the Holy Spirit. Number two, number two is the, the teachability of by the Holy Spirit, the teachability by the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit has the ability to be taught. No, no. It's, it's his teachability for every one of us. Look what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse number 26. And the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you in all things. The Holy Spirit will teach you, you and I, in all things, and remind you of everything I have taught you. The teachability of the Holy Spirit 
You say, I wasn't raised in church. I haven't read the Bible all the way through. Can I tell you, you have a teacher. You have a teacher. He has the ability to teach us all things. He has, he, you, 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 don't, you don't have to be married 20 years to figure out how marriage works. For you have teachability through the Holy Spirit. Yes. There's some things that are taught and some things that are caught. You can have something taught and not caught. Have you ever, have you ever told your kids to do something? They didn't do it. And you say, didn't I tell you? What did I tell you? And they repeat it verbatim. It was taught, but not caught. You know what I'm talking about? They could repeat the rules. They knew they weren't supposed to. They knew curfew. They knew they weren't to touch it. They knew they weren't supposed to do it. They knew they weren't supposed to say that. They knew they weren't supposed to go there. They, it was taught, but it wasn't caught. The Holy Spirit is both in the teaching and the catching business. He's going to teach us, but he's going to remind us. Yes, he's going to remind us. He's going to take what he has taught, and in real time, he's going to show us in real time how to respond, what we need to do. I think about, I've never had a surgery. But if I was going into surgery, and I was talking to the surgeon, he said, you know, I've read all the book on it. I've just never done it before. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it, yeah. I've done it good. I mean, I have read the chapter, but I've just never picked up a scalpel. What? What? I want a surgeon that knows how to get in and how to get out. How about you? Are you with me? I, I, I want one that says, I've done it so many times. Don't worry. I, I can handle this. That's the Holy Spirit. The teachability, the teachability of the Holy Spirit. He will teach us in all things. And some of us are learning by the school of hard knocks and failure and ups and downs. And that's not what God wants. There's some of us, we're in a second marriage. You're in a second marriage. And you came out of the first marriage. You say, I will never, I will never, and I will never. You went into the second marriage, you said, I was unwise, I did it wrong, and you said, this time I'm going to do it different, and, and yes, you didn't, you didn't, and you didn't, but you're still caught in the war zone. You're in the remarriage, you're in the second marriage, and it feels like the first one, there's hurt and wound and separation occurring, but it's, you didn't make those mistakes, but it feels the same, it's the same issues are coming up. And the things you said you wouldn't do, you haven't done that. And you're lost in this. You say, where do I go from here? And anger and resentment is building in your life. You say, how does it work? How does it, I, am I crazy? Are they crazy? How did I get here? Can I say, share with you? There is someone called the Holy Spirit. And his teachability will work in you. He will teach you all things. If you will allow the Holy Spirit, He will navigate you through things you can't read a book and get out of. You can't go to a seminar and get out of. The Holy Spirit does that for us. Yes. The availability of the Holy Spirit. The teachability by the Holy Spirit. The third one is the capability from the Holy Spirit, the capability from the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. 
you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're going to receive power. To live the making great light. He goes on to say, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It will work everywhere and your influence will be everywhere. And God promises power. This, I like to use the word there, enablement or empowerment. We are empowered for excellence. We are empowered. We, are, we have capability from the Holy Spirit you see, many of us have the want to. We just don't have the willpower. Or many of us dads, we want to be better. We want to be closer to our kids. We, we want to be that, that man of God, that spiritual influence in the home. Many of us, guys, we were not raised in a home where our dad prayed over the meal, our dad read the Bible, our dad took us to church, our dad talked about the things of God, our, our dad was a spiritual model to us. And you said, I want to be so different. But you've got to, to the moment in your marriage and you have kids now and you, you want to, but you just, you just don't have the, the willpower to do it. There's just something that locks down on the inside. How? How do I talk about it? I'm not familiar. I don't know how to do it. And you, you, you struggle. The Holy Spirit will bring capability for you. Bring capability. He will, he will open up dormant areas of spiritual possibility and potential inside of us. Some of us, we have the want to to follow God, but we don't have the willpower. You say, I want to. I want to be around the right people. I don't want to live with him anymore. I know it's not right. We're cohabitating. I know it's wrong. I just know it's wrong. It's not what God wants. But guess what? You've gone from week to months to years, and you're saying, now I'm just who I am. And you can't see yourself being You don't have the willpower to walk away from that lifestyle. You don't have the willpower to say no to the guys when they say, come on, we're going to the club. You don't have the willpower to do that. When something triggers inside of you and your anger comes in, you, say, you said last time, I'm never going to say that again. I'm never going to do that again. But a moment came, something triggered, and all of a sudden you spit out something foul and ugly, and you, as it was coming out, you said, oh, I wish I could take it back. You have the want to, but you don't have the willpower. Yes, the Holy Spirit brings the willpower. The Holy Spirit... God says, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to have regret and saying, oh, no, you'll have the ability to say no. And some of us, we, we deal with it on the, oh, no, instead on the, no, I won't. And God wants to move you from remorse and regret to this end where it's proactive. And you're not stepping in those areas that you regret later. And wound somebody and say something and do something that just, just turns and churns on the inside later. The Holy Spirit can do that. Capability. Capability that comes from the Holy Spirit. You will receive power. Power, the ability, the capability of God inside of you. Yes. Number four, the benefit of being filled with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is our durability through, through the Holy Spirit. 
our durability through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 16, it says here, And I pray that out of His glorious riches, <laughs> that He will strengthen you with what? That power through His Spirit. Some of us, we, we don't have that power through His Spirit. We need power through His Spirit. Where? In your inner being. Durability through the Holy Spirit. The strength and power through the Holy Spirit. We've proven that we can't do it ourselves. We don't have the willpower. But your durability through. You can do it then and you can do it the next day, not just on the weekends when you're in the presence of God and you promise God I won't and I'm going to be different and I'm going to talk different to my, my family. No, it's, it's tomorrow and the next day. It's when you get the phone call. You're not going to spit out and be angry and react. You're going to trust God. Your durability through the Holy Spirit to live life long term. You want to have a marriage that lasts to live life long term. To have those kids grow up and, and trust you and want to be with you. Want to love God. Want to serve God. To live life long term. We've got to win the battle on the inside. Many of us were losing the battle on the inside. We, we tell the kids, go into another room. The other parent sweeps them off into the other room. Why? Because, because dad's just drinking a little bit too much tonight. And it's the only way he can handle the problems. Life, stress, problems, finances. The, the demands of life get so much. And just drinks one beer after another and after another until finally inebriated. That's not what God wants for us. What we get out of alcohol, God says the Holy Spirit should be providing for us. That is, a, that is a satanic substitute for what God has. God has something different. If you would pray in the Spirit, guess what you do? You turn the tensions. You, you turn the problems. You turn the depression. You turn the, 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 the stress of life. And you turn it over to God and you release it. Because I can't handle it anymore. That's right. God knows that. God knew you'd be there. And He wants you to have a making great life. So He said the Holy Spirit will enable you. You'll just begin to pray in the Spirit. In fact, you'll pray on the way home in the Spirit, and you'll just sense, you'll sense the anger and the tension leaving you. And then all of a sudden, the sweetness of God's presence will just sweep in your heart. And you're not just on the edge all the time. Some of us are losing sleep. You're taking sleeping pills at night, and God intends for you to lay down and rest. He created rest. And stress and life and problems is robbing your rest from you and that's not God's intention you can release that to the Holy Spirit you don't have to fight insomnia God can heal you God can take all of the emotions God can take all the tension and you can release it to the Lord if you're gonna win the battle long term you got to win the battle on the inside and your ally is the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit for every one of us here every one of us here there's a dream inside of you and your spirit being God deposited a dream yeah yeah when when you pray and you ask God about your family you see your family so different than what it is now that's the family of your dream you dream your career is different you dreamed about starting a business 
You dreamed that if you could start a business, you even had, you haven't, you had thoughts about, man, I could, I could sponsor mission trips. I could do, I could, I could impact, I could bless my family. I could send my kids to Christian college. You had a dream. You had a dream. But that dream has been, has been wounded and has been robbed from you. Because Satan, Satan is a dream breaker. He is a dream breaker. But the Holy Spirit, (laughs) he's the dream maker. Amen. He's the dream maker. His assignment is to take the dream God has inside of me and to bring me by the power of his spirit into the making great life. That's why we're to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why God says we need the Holy Spirit on the inside. Because life every day is just always dragging us down. But the Holy Spirit seeks to lift us up. And I'm going to invite you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you would, please stand together with me. You can put your electronic device aside. I invite you to put your Bible down for just a moment. And I'm going to invite people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just as the Scripture says, it will help you right now. Balcony and main floor, just just close your eyes. It kind of, I don't know about you, but it just kind of helps me. Just kind of helps me feel like I'm with God alone. Kind of helps me forget about people around me. Just kind of close your eyes in with the Lord. And instead of asking God to bless this and do this and correct this and change this and all the responsibilities of tomorrow, this week, I'm going to invite you to just to begin to move into worship. Just begin to move into worship. This is a moment of just being in the presence of the Lord. And as we move into worship, balcony, main floor, here's what I'm going to invite you to do. I'm going to invite you to begin to verbally to speak your praise out loud. You don't have to say it the way I say it. You don't have to speak as loud as I speak. Don't, the, the Holy Spirit doesn't have a volume meter that he's checking. No, from your heart. It could be under your breath. It, it, it could be in a very comfortable tone of voice that you're with right now. But I'm going to invite you right where you're at. Just begin to speak your praise out loud to the Lord. Would you do that? Just begin to speak your praise out loud to the Lord. We're in his presence. We're in his presence right now, God. We're in your presence. Let your Holy Spirit come. Let your Holy Spirit come. Let your Holy Spirit come. There's some of us, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We genuinely want that deeper life of the Spirit. Some of us have come forward throughout the month to be filled. And you sought God, but at this moment you haven't been filled. Don't want you to feel, don't want you to take that as rejection from God. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself, but you want to be filled with the Spirit. Maybe you've come forward and you you haven't been filled yet. If that's you, you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Even if you've come forward in an earlier service and you haven't been filled. But if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to invite you right now, right now, just to move forward and come and stand in the altar with me right here. Just move forward. Just move forward. Just just join me right now. Just move forward. Just, Just come on down. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? You, you come down right now. Yes, just join me. Join me. Maybe you're filled and you haven't, you haven't prayed in your, your prayer language in a long time. You come right now. You join me. Yes. Come forward. Mm. Anyone else?
house, you come. Just join me right now. You want to be filled with the Spirit. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 For those that are in the altar right now, if I could just have your eyes for just a moment. The Bible says the only there are only two requirements to receive the Holy Spirit. Only two requirements. The first requirement is you have to believe that Jesus Christ is God's only Son and Savior of the world and have invited Jesus into your life to be a Christ follower. And if you've done that, you've satisfied one of two requirements to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The second requirement the Bible gives us is you have to ask. When you came forward, you ask. So right now, you have met the biblical New Testament requirements to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift. People frequently moving into the gift of the Holy Spirit always feel like they've got to earn it. They feel like they've got to force it. I'm going to invite you, don't do that. God will not let you earn this. It's His gift. God will not let you earn this. At Westover, we have this we follow. We don't push the Holy Spirit on people, and we don't push people down. We're not going to push it on you. We're not going to push you down. God is the baptizer. He wants to fill you. And I'm going to invite you to begin to worship the Lord. The Holy Spirit fills people through worship because it's in the presence of God that you receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And if you will allow it, as you begin to worship, you may be doing it in English and Spanish, then all of a sudden, I'm going to invite you, don't do it in English and Spanish anymore. Let the Holy Spirit take over. And you're going to stop because you're expecting lightning bolts and you're expecting to levitate off the floor. It's not going to happen. The Holy Spirit is just going to come in gently. And then all of a sudden, you're going to speak. It's not going to make sense to you. That's right. It's an unknown tongue. You don't manufacture it. And it doesn't have to sound like mine. But it'll just begin to flow out of you. And just let God's Spirit flow out of you. Just let God's Spirit flow out of you. And He wants to fill you. So here's what I want to invite you to do. Balcony, main floor everyone close your eyes and just begin to worship before the lord and i want to ask our prayer team all of our spirit-filled prayer team members would you come down our spirit-filled prayer team members would you come down just move forward right now our spirit-filled deacon and deaconess and prayer team members just move down and as you're here in the altar i want you to just begin to worship in tongues just just begin to worship in tongues would you do that as we worship right now the entire audience let's just worship balcony let's just worship the lord god can fill you right up there balcony god can fill you right there with the with the precious infilling of the holy spirit let's worship everyone in in the auditorium right now your spirit filled i'm going to invite you to begin to pray in the spirit right now just begin to worship in the spirit that's all right just do it it's not out of place it's not out of place you can worship in the spirit right now oh god right now we worship you lord prayer team members just begin to pray in the spirit just begin to pray in the spirit everyone in westover if you're spirit filled pray in the spirit let's just pray come on let's just do that oh god in the name of jesus lord in the name of jesus yes you're doing it right you're doing it right you've already asked you know jesus is your savior you've met every new testament requirement 
to receive the Holy Spirit. Let's just worship. Let's worship. Express it out loud. Itola la masila la la masandai. Indorolola masoranda la 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 masira lolola masira la 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 masandai. Indorolola masira la la masi. And the balcony just began to just began to worship in tongues. If you your spirit feel just worship, just worship in tongues. This is a moment for God to do something special. Now in the in the altar right now and in the balcony, I want you to continue to worship the Lord. Continue to worship the Lord, but don't do it in English and Spanish. Let's do it in the Spirit. Let's just pray. Let's begin to release it in the Spirit. Let's begin to release it in the Spirit. You don't manufacture it. No one's going to push it on you. No one's going to push you down. The Holy Spirit in a very, in a very gentle way will fill you right now with the Holy Spirit.
on, if you're in this place today and you're waiting on that promise, you're waiting on that breakthrough, you're waiting on that dream, on that seed that's been planted on the inside of you, you're waiting for that answer prayer, you're waiting for that, that bit of provision, you're waiting for that child to return home, you're waiting for that restoration in your family. If that's you all over this place, I just encourage you with, with your arms lifted high, saying, God, here I am. Lord, I believe that right now you're pulling forth dreams. You're pulling out promises. Father, move in this place. We receive everything that you have. As we sing this again, let this be a declaration that everything that God has promised, that everything that's on the inside of you, he has not forgotten about you. And I believe that God right now wants to remind someone in this place that he is near. You are not alone. You are near to God. He sees you where you're at. He has not forgotten that promise. He has not forgotten that dream. And the word that God is just putting on the inside of me is that he is near. He is near. We receive your Wanna sing it together.
God wants to fill people, and the people were filled with the Holy Spirit in this service and all month long. God filled people in the balcony. God touched you. His Spirit is available. God wants to fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit. Would you join me? Let's just love Him. Would you join me from your heart? Oh, God, God's good. God is good. God is good. Oh, Lord. Oh, God, we love you, Lord. Your fullness, Lord. Your fullness for your people. The fullness of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. God is good. What a joy to just know the Lord and serve the Lord. If you want to continue to pray for some time still in the altar or in the balcony, you're welcome to stay. I'm going to ask the the worship team to continue. Otherwise, God bless you. Thank you for coming to service today. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.